Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that empowers people with depression and bipolar disorder. You just heard the Superman theme song composed by John Williams. Welcome to part three of the Mental Health Superheroes series. Parts one and two featured Winston Churchill and Abraham Lincoln. Today, you will hear from Andrea Paquette, a.k.a. the Bipolar Babe, whose nonprofit helps thousands of young people in Canada. Andrea will share her story. In today's podcast, we learn that sometimes even superheroes need help. My name is Andrea Pocket, also known as Bipolar Babe in the mental health community. I am 36 years old. What is your diagnosis? Bipolar type 1. Where did you go to school? the University of Victoria here in Victoria, BC. I have a degree in political science, women's studies, double major. And what is your occupation? I work for the provincial government here in British Columbia three days a week as a policy analyst and for two days a week I work as executive director for the Bipolar Disorder Society of British Columbia. Which is the organization you founded, Bipolar Babe. Yeah, yeah. So what is Bipolar Babe about? It's about erasing those stereotypes that people with a mental illness are scary, are violent, and just crazy. And we have support groups, and we do classroom presentations and speaking engagements in the community. Your logo is a superhero, right? Yes, uh, big chunky letters that say Bipolar Babe. And the little superhero is actually me. You wouldn't know it because she has blonde hair now and I'm a brunette, but it's basically stomping out the stigma and she's squishing the word stigma. And it just is really empowering. What struck me, I did think that the superhero was you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what struck me about, because I read your autobiography and I was like, wow, she's accomplished so much, is that, like you said, we tend to think society of people with bipolar disorder as scary or crazy. We think exactly. they're incompetent. And so a superhero is somebody who can do everything. When did you first start experiencing symptoms of bipolar disorder? I was about 26 years old and I experienced an intense psychosis and mania and Quite a bit after that, a very intense depression too. What was your psychosis like? Well, psychosis is believing things, hearing things, seeing things that aren't there. And for myself, I believe some very outrageous things that I could win the next federal election and be prime minister. And I had all of these grandiose, huge ideas of things that I could do that were just really unrealistic. How did you get a diagnosis of bipolar disorder? Well, I was hospitalized with psychosis when I was 26, as I said, and my friends brought me to the hospital. My mother has bipolar disorder, and so many of the doctors thought would happen is this is what's going on for Andrea. She also has bipolar disorder. So when you had the psychosis and, and the mania, was there a triggering factor or it just happened randomly? Well, the triggering factor quite often with bipolar disorder is stress, and so I had lost my job. I was struggling and I was in Ottawa at the time and I was to get a job in the House of Commons which was my dream but I just couldn't get in and nothing was working out for me so I was really stressed out but 
there was no main trigger that made it happen. It just seemed to just unfold and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Multiple sources of stress. Definitely. Well, I ran for the nomination for Member of Parliament when I was 26, which is quite a huge feat. And I didn't win, but I sold everything I owned, went across the country, and ended up in Ottawa, Ontario, in Canada. And I was supposed to get a job. There was no doubt because of the connections I had, but it was very difficult and nothing seemed to work out for me. So you sold everything you had for this job? That's right. So for a lot of people listening, it's kind of like you have a dream school and you get rejected from that school, whether it's college or you don't get into law school or medical school. And these are stressors that everyone faces, but it's particularly hard when you have a mental illness. And the fact that I didn't know I had a mental illness made it even harder because it triggered into events that were out of my control. Hi there. This is Susan Resco, Executive Director of the Balanced Mind Foundation. I just wanted to butt in here for a minute to remind you that Flip Switch is the production of the Balanced Mind Foundation. We depend on support from listeners like you to keep this podcast coming to you for free. Please, if you like what you hear, consider making a contribution to help us cover our production costs. Look for the green donate button on our website, thebalancemind.org, and while you're there, Take a moment to sign up for our e-newsletter or friend us on Facebook, where we post Flip Switch podcasts and blogs. Our website, again, is thebalancemind.org. Thanks so much. Now, back to our show. What is your favorite story of helping someone? One of my favorite is a girl, Jessica, and she was a youth psych ward, and she wanted to meet somebody with bipolar disorder, and so I met with her. And now I'm her mentor. I spend time with her. She's out of the hospital and going back to school and doing so well. Another is a short story of Sarah. She was in the hospital and I just was asked to visit her once and I did so. And she said she was so impressed by my accomplishments that she wanted to go back to school. But the most rewarding part is the kids' feedback in the schools when they say things like, because of your presentation, I understand my aunt better with bipolar disorder. I understand my mother, or I even understand myself better now. Sharing my story stomps out stigma because it's a personal story, and personal stories create empathy, understanding, and acceptance. It creates an insider's view into what it's like to have a mental illness, and not only are you sharing with others to help stomp out that stigma with them, it's type of healing you have for yourself and you're shedding that stigma, that internal stigma within yourself. The more you talk about it, the less stigma you have. Definitely. And there was a time when I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. And I was so ashamed. And now I can go around and say I'm bipolar babe. It's hard for a lot of people because taking medications makes it feel like you're defeated or something. And that's the way I felt at one time. But now Taking my medications is as natural as drinking water every day. It helps keep you alive. Yeah. My advice for people who have bipolar disorder is really simple. Don't give up hope. There's always a time and a place where things get better. I'm not here as bipolar bay to preach pe to people to take their medications, to do all of these things. But you really need to take responsibility because with great responsibility, 
is when you can take action. And so in doing that, you can really work towards a wellness plan that works for you. To conclude, seeking out professional help or using prescribed medication is not a sign of weakness. Sometimes admitting we need help is the bravest thing we can do. And yes, even superheroes need help. To learn more about Bipolar Babe, visit BipolarBabe.com. Stay up to date with the latest Flip Switch news by following me on Twitter. My handle is at FlipSwitchTeens. You can always hear other Flip Switch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.